From high atop Rocky Road in Moab, Utah, it's KZMU News. I'm Molly Marcello. This is your news for Wednesday, June 22nd. Noise is back on the discussion table at Grand County. Yesterday, the commission held a special workshop on the subject. It started as local noise-related discussions often do, with citizens sharing their experiences. People concerned about mental and physical health effects of noise in the community. Others with a different perspective shared concerns about their livelihoods. If noise, or rather noise-making vehicles like ATVs and UTVs, were restricted. The county is walking a fine line. This year, state lawmakers gutted their ability to require any additional regulation of ATV-related businesses, including requiring noise testing. So now, with the well-being of the community at stake in multiple ways, the county is looking to a new strategy to mitigate noise while placating state lawmakers. It includes multiple prongs and is called Noise 2.0. Commissioner Kevin Walker. You know, this discussion really is about noise in all forms. Often, this is a shorthand, people talk about UTVs because that's where a lot of the recent increases come and it, you know, probably the majority of noisy people in the streets are UTVs, but there are others that are just as loud, if not louder. And I think any sort of rules we pass about noise ordinances are, are, are going to, you know, they're not going to focus just on one type of vehicle. The strategy to curb noise includes land use code updates, but also education and advertising, legislative changes, noise enforcement, and partnerships with public lands agencies. Many ideas are on the table here. In the education and advertising pot, there's potentially a new campaign on the horizon. Your adventure starts in neighborhoods. Our office currently has leases for two billboards in town. One um, north of town, one south of town, and um, there's been expressed interest in updating those to reflect the concerns of the community. August Granith, Grand County's Economic Development Director, he showed the commission a mock-up of a Your Adventure Starts in Neighborhoods illustration. It shows a person crossing the street with a dog and a toddler next to a big motorized vehicle. He says this new advertising campaign could drive home the point that your adventure does start in a neighborhood, kids and dogs and people crossing the street, and encourages kind of just general awareness of neighborhoods within which you travel. That is the main issue here in Moab. Other Utah towns also struggle with noise, but the sheer number of visitors in Moab with the ability to access motorized trails through neighborhoods puts the town in a unique position. So the county has another strategy to raise awareness about conflict with neighborhoods, an educational course for people renting an off-highway vehicle. So this course will consist of five sections, and they are OHV vehicle safety, designated trail use, tread lightly principles, OHV user impact, and OHV in residential neighborhoods etiquette. Josh Green, compliance officer for Grand County, He explains this course will soon be mandatory under state law. It's from a bill that passed with bipartisan support this past legislative session. Green and other Grand County staff provided input on the course questions. Every single question has an educational paragraph with it. So they can't say, I didn't know. The mandatory OHV educational course for rentals goes into effect in January. Commission Chair Jacques Hadler said they need more cooperation like this with state lawmakers to curb noise. 
Grand County plans to lobby on several noise-related issues during the next legislative session. It is no secret that Grand County is a bit of an outlier uh, in Utah, so it is always a good idea for us uh, just to get to know our representatives and get to know um, the, the folks, the state legislators, and the people up in uh, Salt Lake City so that they can get to know us and our unique uh, problems in this town in order for them to... Um, you know, get a better understanding and and hopefully work with us instead of against us on some of these issues. Find the county's current noise 2.0 strategy in the show notes of today's news. Climate change is reshaping the natural world, but one animal is doing its part to fight back. A new study lays out all the ways that beavers are helping reshape rivers and streams, creating healthy waterways that are more resistant and resilient to the worst effects of climate change. Alex Hager, with our partners at KUNC, has more. In the foothills of Boulder County, Colorado, there's a kind of secret water park. It's just not for humans. And you just get this totally ridiculous, like, water slides everywhere and waterfalls, and you can't even tell where one dam starts and the other one stops because they're all going at weird wonky angles against each other. Emily Fairfax and I are knee-deep in a watery wonderland of clear, frigid runoff, shaped and sculpted by North America's largest rodent. She is an eco-hydrologist and knows more about beavers than just about anyone. Fairfax tells me this kind of area is called a beaver complex, and it really is complex. From here, we can see a pond, a lodge... And then a bunch of different little pools and waterways and channels that are full of water, sort of routing around the landscape, diverting some of that overtopping water out into the floodplain. And the fact that this beaver complex makes the stream so messy is a huge boost to every animal that stops here to rest and eat. A few more steps across shallow trickles and squishy patches of soil and undergrowth, there's another sign of life. Whose scat is that? That is a great question. Speaking of animals visiting this site, I almost stepped in a huge pile of evidence here that looks like it's probably either a very large deer or an elk. I would probably lean towards elk. On trail cameras across the western U.S., Fairfax has spotted a ton of wildlife. We've seen bobcat, we've seen cougar, we've seen bears, we've seen possums, skunks, rabbits, raccoons, every kind of frog and bird you can imagine. Fairfax is the co-author of a new paper that explains how beavers and the ecosystems they create by damming up streams are powerful tools in the face of climate change. Chris Jordan is with the Northwest Fishery Science Center in Oregon. He also wrote the paper. If you're storing more water, if you're making a wetter, greener area all along that stream and river network, you're actually affecting an enormous fraction, enormous proportion of the landscape. The new study spells out a lot of practical ways that beaver habitat can help protect against everything from floods to wildfire, both of which are made more severe by climate change. Too much rain or snowmelt? Beaver dams will help spread that water out before it rushes down towards people. If the hills are burning, wet valley floors lush with plants will resist the flames. Too much sediment in the stream? Beaver ponds will slow the water down and help those particles settle out. We're facing these dire warnings about climate change and almost the sort of doom of all of the bad things that are happening and how it's out of our control. But in reality, it's not out of our control. 
What we can control, Jordan says, is promoting healthy beaver populations and letting them get to work. In a lot of places, they're considered pests and can be killed if they're getting in people's way. But doing the opposite and allowing them to thrive could make western rivers look like they used to, before beavers were seen as a nuisance and before trapping brought their populations down by tens of millions. So if you read some of the earliest written descriptions, whether they're going upstream or downstream, the French, the English, the Dutch, the Spanish, they're all complaining about how hard it is to figure out where the river goes. Ellen Wohl studies the flow and formation of rivers at Colorado State University. She says more beavers mean more streams and rivers go from straight and uncomplicated to the way they behaved hundreds of years ago, before people started to change them. And that's important in a region strained by decades of drought. Most of the Intermountain West, we get our water supplies from the mountains, the nearest mountain range, or in some cases not so near with um, diversions. And I really think beavers can contribute to the health and the sustainability of those mountain watersheds. And while humans have tried to replicate the effects of a good beaver dam, we don't have the teeth, tails, and millions of years of evolution it takes to put together intricate woodwork that lasts. I'm Alex Hager in Boulder County, Colorado. And that's the KZMU News for Wednesday, June 22nd. Get your community-powered journalism Monday through Friday at noon and 7. You can also find KZMU News anytime online at kzmu.org or wherever you listen to podcasts.